Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman. Today, while Clark Kent continues to track down a slim clue to the whereabouts of Jim Olsen and Jack Wilson, he is unaware that the cub reporter is a victim of the brutal hate mongers. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. You know, there's literally no end to the excitement when you're collecting those swell comic buttons in that new series Kellogg's Pep is putting out. No sooner have you added a new button to your collection than you're looking forward to getting another one when Mom opens a new package of Pep. And then there's that business of swapping duplicates with your pals, too, and comparing notes to see who's collected the most different Pep comic buttons. There were 18 in this new series, you know, and everyone is mighty smart-looking and mighty amusing, too, uh, like the one of the little moose with his feather headdress or Goofy with his silly grin. And say, here's how easy it is to collect these exciting prizes. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop, and you can't buy them anywhere. You just ask Mom for Kellogg's Pep and look for your comic button in every package you open. That's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Pep, the golden toasted whole wheat flakes with that catchy sunshine flavor. Ask Mom for P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And say, remember that surprise that I told you about yesterday? Now, I can't tell you all about it yet, but I can give you a little hint. There's a new Pep collection for you to start on, and it's a honey. A little later, I'll tell you when this offer starts, so stick around. And now, the adventures of Superman. Club reporter Jimmy Olsen and Jack Wilson, captain of the Metropolis High School basketball team, fell into the hands of the Knights of the White Carnation, a secret group of vicious hate spreaders. Vincent Kirby, wealthy and aristocratic leader of the group, saw his chance to stir up race riots in all the city schools. Threatening Jack's life, Kirby forced Jimmy to phone in a story to the Daily Planet, falsely stating that four players on the Metropolis High team had accepted bribes to throw a championship game. As we continue now... Superman, who has searched vainly through the night for Jimmy and Jack, has resumed his guise of reporter Clark Kent. And we find him in Editor Perry White's office in the Daily Planet. Listen. Between us, Candy Myers, his men, and I visited every florist shop that was open last night and drew blanks. Candy and his boys are covering the rest of them now. What in the world are you talking about, Kent? Those white carnations that the agitator, Joe, whatever his name is, gave Jim and Jack Wilson yesterday. What about those white carnations? Well, it's my hunch that the hate mob used them for identification purposes. I just thought if we could find a florist who's been selling white carnations to a man answering Joe's description, we could trace him and so find Jim and young Wilson. Find them? Uh-huh. What for? What do you mean, what for? Are you well, kidding? Of course not. Of course not. Jim and the Wilson boy are okay. They are? Well, of course they are. Well, how do you know? Holy cow. Don't you read your own paper? I haven't have... had a chance to look at a paper this morning. What is it? Hurry up, Chief. Put me out of my misery. Oh, here. Read it for yourself. Let's see. Uh, that box on page one. Two more high school players involved in basketball scandal. Kaplan and Kelly revealed as taking bribes by young planet reporters. What the... Terrible, isn't it? Where did you get this story, Chief? Why, Jim phoned it in last night. Jim phoned it in? Sure. That's how we knew he was okay. 
Apparently, he and Jack Wilson dug up the evidence, and then... But, but Jim couldn't have phoned this story. I tell you, he did. It's impossible. None of those basketball players took bribes to throw the game. It was all a frame-up. Jim knew that, and so did Jack, so they That's couldn't... That's how much you know about it. Read the story. But I tell Print you... Print it exactly as Morgan the Nightman took it over the phone from Jim. Now, go on, go on, go on. Read it. All right. Forfeiting honor for fortune... Four basketball players are now involved in the forbidding scandal which is raking high school athletics fore and aft and forcing attention on the most forlorn scene in fourscore years. See, Jim wrote that lead, Chief? Yeah. Pretty flowery, isn't it? Sam Eller, who was on the city desk that night, uh, wanted to rewrite it. But Murphy said it. he insisted that uh, Jim wanted it to go just exactly as it is. He did, eh? Yes. Since it was a scoop for the kid, uh, Sam decided to let it go. But I'll take Jim in hand and teach him how to write a decent lead. Jim didn't write this story, Chief. Well, why do you say that, Kent? I tell you, Morgan spoke to him. Don't you think Morgan knows Jim's voice by now? Well, he ought to, but... Well, he does. Wait a minute. I'm getting an idea. Well, if it's as bad as your last one's about no, 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 this wait. basketball business, you wait, just say... Chief, wait, hold it. According to the rest of this story, Jim and Jack Wilson were to appear in the district attorney's office at 9 o'clock this morning and present their evidence against Kaplan and Kelly. That's right, and they're probably there now. I doubt it. Oh, yeah? Well, call the DA and see for yourself. Just what I'm going to do. I'll take it. Never mind, I'm right here. Hello, Clark Kent speaking. Oh, hello, Mr. Agnew. I've just got to call you. At the DA? Yes. Well, that's what I was going to call about. Are, are they there? They're not, eh? Jim and Wilson aren't in his office? No, Chief. Well, what the... Yes, I know it's 10 o'clock, but I... You did, eh? I see. No, they're not here, but I think I know what this is all about. Now, listen, Captain. Please, Chief, wait a minute. I'll be right over to explain, Mr. Agnew. Right. So long. Well, if Jim isn't there, Kent, then where, where is he? He's in the hands of the hate mob, of course. They must have made him phone in that story last night. Made it? Certainly. It's as plain as the nose on your face, Chief. Here, wait a minute. Look at Jim's story. Now, read his lead again. He couldn't have written a lead that badly unless he wanted to. And obviously he did want to because that lead is a code. Are you serious? Sure, look. He says, forfeiting honor for fortune, four basketball players are now formally involved in the forbidding scandal which is raking high school athletics fore and aft and forcing attention, etc., etc., you notice all those fours? Why, yes, but... Uh... Well, I think that's Jim's code for the message in the story. The letter four for every fourth word. Great season. Now, wait a minute. Let's try underlining every fourth word in the next paragraph like this. See? This morning, Jim Olson of the Planet and Metropolis High Captain Jack Wilson will appear in the office of troubleshooting Frank Agnew. All right, read those underlined words, Chief. Olson and Jack in trouble. Exactly. Kent. Well, that... And that underlining that every mean... fourth word following, we get... Let's see. We need... Help, phony story, do not print. Great Caesar's ghost. You see, Chief, those hate mongers are using Jim and our paper to frame two other innocent American boys, Kaplan and Kelly, whom they call foreigners, and in that way to create race trouble among our youngsters. That means Jim and Jack Wilson are in even more serious danger than I thought. No, 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 wait a minute, Kent, wait a minute. Uh, maybe it's we're no just... no use jumping... kidding ourselves. Jim and Jack must know who the hate gang is now. And since that gang has committed murder, abduction, assault and battery, sedition, conspiracy, almost every rotten crime in the books, you don't think they're going to turn Jim and young Wilson loose to expose them, do you? No. No, of course not. Well, well, just don't stand there, Kent. Do something. Do something. If only I knew where to look. Uh, get the deep guy on the phone. Uh, get Inspector Henderson. Get the FBI. Now, wait a minute, Chief. Wait a minute. Do something, will you? Right. Let's not lose our heads. Uh, it's Jim's head that I'm worried about. I know, I know. Now, listen. The first thing to do is to rip Jim's story out of the planet before he can do any more damage. Yes, yes, of course. But, 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 but Jim, Jim and the Wilson boy, if we only had a single clue to them... We've got two clues. The white carnations and the rotten pamphlet the agitators passed out. But you said those clues were blanks. So far, yes, but they've got to pay off. Don't give up, Chief. We're not licked yet. See you later.
Clark Kent leaves the Daily Planet to resume the search for Jimmy Olsen and Jack Wilson, the two boys are alone in a locked windowless room in Joe McMillan's apartment, where we find Jimmy peering through the keyhole. Millen just went out. How about Fargo? That big lug is still here. Getting some rope out of a closet. Rope? What for? Millen told him to tie us up and take us down through the basement to the alley door where he'll have the car. Then they're going to take us up to some mountain lodge. Jeepers, what for? Can't you figure it out? We're supposed to show up at the DA's office this morning to present evidence against Phil Kaplan and Mickey Kelly. See? Well, we won't. So what happens then? Well, when we don't show up and just disappear, this dirty hate gang will say... Kaplan, Kelly, Pulaski, and Rizzuti and their pals did something to us to keep us from testifying against them. Dirty rats. Yeah. Then this outfit will pass out more pamphlets that smear kids they call foreigners. That way they figure to start race riots all over the city. Cheapers, we've got to do something about that, Jim. I don't know what to do. Now, I was hoping Mr. Kent would see that story I phoned into the planet last night, that he'd know the story was a phony. I guess he didn't see it in time. How do you know? Because McMillan was just on the phone to the big shot. You know, the guy with the mask. The one he calls Mr. K. And he was tickled when he heard the story came out in the planet. Gee whiz, what are we going to do, Jim? I don't know. I don't want to go up in any mountains with these guys. We know too much and... Well, I've got a hunch we might never come back. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Gosh, if we could only... Wait, Jack. Maybe this is our chance. What do you mean? Well, Fargo is all alone now. When he comes in here to tie us up... Let's try to make a break for it. What? We wouldn't have a chance. Wait, he's strong as an ox. Would you rather just give up without a fight? No, of course not. Okay, then. Wait. He's got the rope. He's coming to the door. He is? Yeah. Now, look, Jack. When he opens the door, I'll throw this chair at him, see? But gosh, He'll Jim... throw up his hands to block it. Then we make our break, then. The door out of the apartment is straight across the living room. Okay, but if we fumble... Don't think about that. Said Jack. Here he comes. Lifting the cheap kitchen chair, Jimmy Olsen braces himself. Jack Wilson gets set beside him as Fargo, the burly henchman of the hate mongers, unlocks the door. What will happen? We'll be back in a moment to find out, so stand by. You know, every once in a while, there seems to be a difference of opinion between the members of the gang. Uh, lots of fellows and girls have a different idea of where is the best place to wear your collection of comic buttons from packages of Kellogg's Pep. Some say that they look best pinned on your jacket or your dress. Others insist that they go better on your cap. But actually, gang, no matter where you wear them or how you use them, they're mighty smart looking. And these Pep comic buttons are so true to life. Uh, Test True Heart and, and Cindy and Superman and all the others look so real they could almost speak. And you know, to top it all, these prizes are so easy to get. You don't have to send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere, but there's a comic button inside every package of Kellogg's Pep you open. And there's a load of mighty delicious eating in these golden toasted whole wheat flakes, too. Kellogg's Pep tastes so catchy and sunny that, well, your spoon just naturally keeps going right back for more. So ask Mom to get you plenty of P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And now for that big news. Tomorrow's the day. Sure, tomorrow I'm going to tell you all about the terrific new collection Kellogg's Pep has for you and how to get started on it. So take it from me, it's a super duper. So be on hand tomorrow. 
As we continue now, the burly Fargo opens the door of the room in which Jimmy Olsen and Jack Wilson are imprisoned. Then quickly, Jimmy heaves a chair at the man's head. What the... Okay, Jack, come on. I'm with you, Jim. Oh, you don't, you little punch. Let go. He's got me, Jim. Don't bet I've got Let you. Let go of him, you rat. Uh, Run, Jim. You'll no, get away. No. Come here, Olsen. Throw a chair at me, huh? I'll fix you, but good. No, Jim, look no. out. He's got the chair. Grab his arm, Jack. No, don't, Fargo. Show you, you little punk. I'll try to get away. Jim. Jim. Oh, golly. Oh, golly. <laughs> His eyes filling with tears, Jack Wilson kneels beside the limp, motionless figure of Jimmy Olsen. What has happened to the boy reporter? Has Jimmy, like Charles Canfield, the millionaire who dared to defy the Knights of the White Carnation, also become a fatal victim of the men of hate? This story of a fight against the forces of hate and intolerance now becomes even more suspenseful. So don't miss tomorrow's startling and exciting episode, fellows and girls. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement... The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Say, gang, here's an easy question. What's the Snap, Crackle, and Pop cereal? Why, Kellogg's Rice Krispies, of course. The only cereal so crisp it goes Snap, Crackle, and Pop in milk. Whenever you see those famous little elves, Snap, Crackle, and Pop, in the cartoons or on the Rice Krispies package, you think of how crisp these golden bubbles of oven-popped rice can be. And when you hear their song of crispiness in your cereal bowl, you know that you're in for some good eating. Yes, sir, it's the one and only Snap, Crackle, and Pop cereal. Kellogg's Rice Krispies. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Welcome back. Well, I thought Jimmy's uh, action of uh, putting the coat in the newspaper was nice and clever, particularly for a kid's show of the era. Uh, even though you kind of knew he had to do something like that if he was going to actually go ahead and write the story. And you can know for certain that Mr. Kirby is a uh, publisher, given the unreasonableness of his demand to write a copy in five minutes that won't be rewritten at all. I do have to comment on the ads. Minor writer's tiff, but adding the word literally to hyperbole is a very annoying uh, practice. Because literally, the fun will end. Hyperbolically, you can say the fun will never end. And I, I have to admit, I really didn't care for the way the announcement of the new comic buttons was handled. Because we get into part 12, and he says, All right, gang, here's the big announcement. And the big announcement is, tomorrow he's going to make the announcement of what's going to happen. But on the bright side, he said it's going to be super duper. And you know if Dan McCullough says it, it really is going to be exciting, because he's not just like some guy who's constantly excited about prizes in cereal. Wait. 
Well, anyway, we'll find out if you're, for some reason, not as engaged in this story. You've got to listen to part 13 anyway, just to find out what happens with the serial buttons. Because it's going to be a super duper, folks. All right, well, that will do it for today. If you do have a comment, send it to me, adam at adamsweb.us. Also, be sure and rate the show on iTunes. And uh, be sure and pick up your copy of Ultimate Midlife Crisis. But from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.